We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With Molly and Haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the Score Hotline, which, of course, is powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Biggs A. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Yeah, we're just wondering, um, or I was wondering, and I was chastised for the question, really, to be honest with you. I think nine's a lot of guys to be interviewing, and I'm wondering, are they more likely to head to 12 or to cut down to six? What What do you think? Well, I mean, they're at nine, so <laughs> does it reach double digits? Or uh, do they do they head to a, a second round? I, and it's it's interesting because you're starting to see a little bit more variety. Okay, it kind of started out where it was basically people with experience with Sean McVay or in that system. Uh, with with one example of a guy who worked for uh, currently works for. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. So um, as the process plays out, and as you know, the timing is different for different candidates. So if you know, hey, we're going to have to wait a period of time to talk to this guy, well, you might as well fill up your time uh, talking to many others before then. Perhaps you get some, you know, different ideas. Perhaps there's a chance. And I've seen some crazy stuff where, like, people think that every vacancy on their staff could be filled by one of these guys. I, I don't think that's the case, but certainly it's possible that maybe <clears throat> two guys that they've talked to for this role could emerge as as members on the staff. May, maybe you know, Brad. I really like the inclusion of Cliff Kingsbury on this list. I think it number one does offer them some insight and background on Caleb Williams as they begin the exploration into his past and vetting the possible likely number one overall pick. The other thing is that he does have a track record for being an offensively creative head coach. I know he comes from the air raid 
family. That was his nickname for the offense when he was a college head coach. He brought it to Arizona. They did run the ball. They had a running quarterback. But I like the inclusion of Cliff Kingsbury because it's counter to what everyone else they're interviewing is. And he's not necessarily a guy who fits in, in, into a box. What do you think of Cliff Kingsbury? Well, he's a guy that's worked with Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams. I mean, he was an analyst at USC this past season. Um, that's what that's kind of how he filled this time uh, because he was no longer employed by the Arizona Cardinals. And that's the popular thing that uh, a lot of these college programs with the uh, elite NFL prospect quarterbacks have done. They found a way to get a guy in the building to say, hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to help you take that uh, next step. This is going to be a big boost for you. So at, at USC, it's, it's Cliff Kingsbury, and, and he helps out on the staff. At uh, you know, North Carolina, uh, Clyde Christensen was there uh, in that advisor role uh, for Drake May. At, at Texas, where there's Quinn Ewers, they had Paul Crisp. So there's, you know, every <clears> – <throat> big-time program almost has one of those guys, and that was Kingsbury uh, this past season. I was uh, a little surprised uh, that they the rushing numbers for the Cardinals when Kingsbury was there were as decent as they were. Uh, part of that because a quarterback that could do some damage on the gra- ground in uh, Kyler Murray, you know, they didn't have great backs. Kenyon Drake, James Conner running the ball. But you're, you're getting different ideas uh, from a guy like Kingsbury. You're able to gather uh, his insight on Caleb Williams. Ryan Poles probably has at least some familiarity with him from his days as the college scouting director uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. So are there legit parallels between him and Patrick Mahomes? Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has probably – is probably the most qualified guy to answer that question, considering he's been around them both. Um, when you look at the group and you look at him, it seems like because of the fact that he's worked with them, that that may be an indicator they're thinking about the draft. And, you know, likewise, um, Greg Roman, kind of an outsider in this group, if you think about them hiring him, does that mean Justin Fields is sticking around? And I don't know that that's a lock either for, for either of the guys. I'm just saying when you're looking for hints and you're looking for breadcrumbs, you kind of come to these conclusions about different coordinators with different quarterbacks. Yeah, and they're going to want, they're gonna want uh, feedback from every guy they talk to. Hey, what do, you, what do you think about the talent that we have on the roster right now? What, what do you see? Um, what, you know, which direction – would you want to go with these guys? What would your philosophy be? What, what's our strength? Where's our weakness? Um, and, and you go from there. And then, you know, another name that was added here was Zach Robinson, who's the passing game coordinator yep. and the quarterbacks coach for the Rams. And, and that's, I mean, that's a, what the fifth guy on the list that has directly worked or, or currently works uh, for uh, Sean McVay. So, you know, that's telling me that uh, 
two-thirds of the list is coming from that McVay-Shanahan tree, which is what they did with uh, Luke Getze, and that tells me that there's at least a strong possibility here that they really don't want to dramatically shift uh, what they're doing. And, you know, what Greg Olson really uh, is a guy that's uh, been with McVay uh, also, been with uh, Gruden. I mean, this guy's been all over the place, and, and he's got similar principles he's on the list so it's uh it's going to be interesting maybe they get another guy or two in there but uh i know some people nowadays in the league think it's you know the more ideas and time you can spend you know kind of doing this research and hearing different opinions the more valuable the experience will be for you in the end though you got to pick uh you got to pick the right guy and and the right guy has got to want to come work for you. That's that's another point that I think we need to make here right now, guys. Um, I put on Twitter yesterday that there were 14 teams when you counted the ones that are looking to hire a new head coach that need an offensive coordinator right now. I believe the number's actually 13 I, I had included Buffalo in the count. The Bills obviously fired the offensive coordinator in the season, but they promoted from within, so that's probably safe. But So it's at 13 right now, but when Ben Johnson gets hired out of Detroit, if Bobby Slowick gets hired out of Houston, if Dave Canales gets hired out of Tampa, or some of these other offensive coordinators that are, that are interviewing for jobs, we're going to be at 15, 16, 17 clubs looking for a new offensive coordinator. I told you last week, I believe it was, that there were 16 first-time offensive coordinators in the National Football League this season. Half the league had a new offensive coordinator, and it just you're, there is not a pipeline, a developmental pipeline, that's producing uh, that many OCs on an annual basis. Yeah, that's what those guys rent. They don't buy because they're not going to be anywhere long enough to – make an impression. You know, you look around the league, Brad, and it is interesting. Out in L.A., Chargers, they tweet out all of their head coaching candidates. Harbaugh, David Shaw got an interview. Mike Vrabel interviewed there. The general manager still is, I think, unfilled. Ian Cunningham, do you think that is his job to lose? What are you hearing about that? And remind us, what do the Bears receive if Ian Cunningham is hired as a general manager somewhere? Bears have got two guys in the mix for that Chargers job, Ian Cunningham and uh, and also Jeff King. Uh, he's in the mix for that Chargers job, the GM job uh, as well. If Ian Cunningham uh, were to be hired by L.A., uh, the Bears would get a compensatory third-round pick this year and again in 2025, so a pick at the very end. Of round three, you're talking about something, you know, it's around 105, 110 overall, something like that. Rough neighborhood there. Uh, So that would be in the mix for them. Going to be, yeah, is it a situation where they're looking to kind of make a joint announcement, the Chargers? I don't don't know what um, is going on there, but I do know that, that not only is Ian Cunningham a candidate there, so is uh, Jeff King, who's the co-director uh, of player personnel for the Bears. 
been a scout for a good bit of time now, and he's a former uh, tight end in the league. Uh, played in uh, played in Arizona, uh, played in uh, Carolina, came out of Virginia Tech. And the difference in terms of the draft picks is because the this is with the minority hiring uh, thing, right? So Ian Cunningham is uh, a minority candidate, and if he's hired. Uh, if he spends two years in your system and then is hired somewhere else, you get two third-round picks, right? It's it's part of the league's effort to uh, for fairness in hiring. Yeah, right. That's exactly the the case there. And um, you know, Ian was the guy who was in the hiring cycle last year, getting interviews with multiple clubs. He was in the mix. Um, he was offered the, the Arizona Washington, job, wasn't he? The, Arizona yeah, turned it down. Yeah. yeah, right. So, and he was in the mix for the Commanders' job. You know, it, it looks like um, it's a matter of time for him because he's he's well regarded and uh, such a big off season for the Bears. They they might be better off with Ian Cunningham working there than. Uh, getting a promotion elsewhere and getting those draft picks at least right away uh, when, you, when you think about that. Uh, so we'll see uh, if uh, by the time the dust settles for some of these divisional round games at the end of the weekend, if a few of these jobs around the league are starting to uh, to be filled, if the hiring uh, pace picks up maybe a little bit. Speaking of front office moves, Brad, you had the scoop earlier in the week. I don't think we've discussed it, but the Bears, after 22 seasons, are moving on from Cliff Stein, who has been valuable behind the scenes, managing the salary cap, negotiating contracts, a guy whose wisdom and, I think, just insight has been valuable very quietly. What's behind that move? Is that just time to move on? Kevin Warren wanting his own guys. How significant is it? I think it's Kevin Warren wanting to, uh, you know, start to enact some changes there at the higher levels uh, of the organization. Cliff around for nearly 22 years, uh, helped um, with the transition process in terms of uh, being involved in signing free agents and draft picks more a year ago than he did this year. Um and had been a longtime cap and, and contract negotiator for Jerry Angelo. Ryan uh, Pace had his own guy for that. But Cliff was a guy, who, you know, I think well-regarded in the building, wasn't a guy that really sought the spotlight. Um, you, you kind of always felt like Cliff had a pretty good idea what the heck uh, was going on. But, um, yeah, the new team president wants to make a move, and, uh, it's just, it's interesting when I mean Cliff's a guy I didn't you never heard anybody in the building say anything negative about Cliff. So when you when you move on from um, popular, uh, well liked, respected employees, you better get the next hire uh, right because I think the the people who have been there will sort of be watching that. That would be at least my kind of outsiders. Uh, take on it but cliff cliff did a nice job with some things you know he long time ago contracts for the day three picks 
and it was just day two really then. But the, the later round picks could be three-year deals or four-year deals. And a lot of teams would do three-year deals for those later round picks. Well, the Bears wanted to get away from that because they didn't want to deal with restricted free agents for the guys that made it through that contract and they wanted to keep, you know, those later picks that they hit on just have a little bit of animosity with them and you you didn't want to potentially get into that whole free agency thing with them a year early. So so Cliff's kind of streamlined the process, said no, we're doing we're doing straight across the board four year deals for everybody. And now uh, the whole league, nobody gets a, th- a three-year contract that's that's a late-round pick. So he was kind of ahead of the curve there. I think the Eagles were the first team that started doing really late-in-the-season contract um, extensions or adjustments to use up all the available cap space because previously, guys, you couldn't roll over leftover salary cap space from one year to the next. Nowadays, you can. So if you got $10 million in remaining cap, you can just kick it ahead to the next year. Well, Cliff was right behind Philly in terms of doing that. So he was, he was really at the forefront of some pretty smart things that ended up helping the team out. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. So you'll, you'll miss him. Um, and, again, people know what's coming. Not, I mean, I don't think he was surprised by this in any way. Um, but I think that's just the nature of the league, you know. Not, not a lot of people stick in the same place for a for a really long time in the NFL, and uh, and he had a nice run for himself. Yeah, and it, it to last as long as he did over a, a span of some different general managers, different head coaches, mm-hmm. probably a testament to you know how he how he worked with other people. So when are the Bears going to hire offensive coordinator next week? Or two well, they, got, they got nine more candidates coming, right? They got to get to to sixteen, eighteen, right? Depending on how many. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need to uh, they're gonna need to take their time on that. It. Uh, when are they gonna? You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Again, I to be out ahead of some of these teams that need a head coach, you you got to stay ahead of them, and uh, you've got to get to the point where. You're offering a guy a job and seeing if you can get him to make a decision because some of these candidates on this list of nine guys, they're going to have multiple opportunities. They're going to have agreements in place with potential head coaching candidates where, yeah, I'll go go on your staff. That sounds good. Uh, But keep me posted because I got to find something else. Uh, So maybe they have something done by next weekend, but um, I, I would have thought they wouldn't have gotten a nine, but at this point, you know, who who knows where it's going. Brad, we'll let you I go. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're flying around the country a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. That's, that's they're in L.A. now, right? Yeah. I think they're just kind of crisscrossing the country. <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be a video of it. We'll, uh, we'll let you go. Just uh, curious, what's your favorite game this weekend? I mean, I know you'll watch them all. We all will, but which one stands out to you as uh, as the uh, as the best or the one you will make sure to see no matter what? Well, Buffalo, Kansas City that that's that one is uh, super intriguing. Uh, really interested to see 
C.J. Stroud against an elite defense, but uh, I absolutely want to see Jordan Love and the Packers against San Francisco. My, my one question I would have for the 49ers and the Ravens is, did that bye week end up helping them, or do they potentially start a little rusty? Hmm. Well, I, if there's a chance one of these teams, San Francisco or Baltimore, comes out just a little shaky because of the time off. Good stuff, Brad. Have yep. a great weekend. Great Enjoy stuff. Have a great weekend, guys. All yep. right, bud. That is our guy, Brad Biggs. It seems like a huge benefit, though, to get a week off. I I, I get it, and he's right. The whole rust versus, uh, uh, versus rest. But, I mean, come on. Two teams I, that have probably been in the situation before, though, they know how to deal with the extra time. Less of a concern probably than a team that was going in. Like if I were the Lions going into the offseason or the postseason with a little momentum, I'd be more concerned. But those two teams – they're experienced teams, so I get it. Yeah. It would yeah. probably benefit them. And, I mean, the idea that the best team gets a week off. <laughs> they, they're the best team. They don't need the week as much as other teams do. Uh, maybe they'll change that. Maybe they'll expand the playoffs, expand the league. Who knows what happens. Seems like they got enough teams, though, frankly, both ways. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Would you ever play for him if you got a chance? I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a, you know, future hall of fame coach, but uh, we'll have to see where March leads. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. Mully and Hall, Chicago sports radio, six, seven to the score. That's Kirk Cousins. He's asked if he, if Bill goes to Atlanta and they want him to be their quarterback, would he like to play for? Quite a question. Yeah. Even more intriguing answer. I think a lot of us assume that the Vikings would do whatever's necessary to re-sign Kirk Cousins based on what he has meant to that franchise and what they did when he left. You talk about an MVP candidate. 
I well, mean, Kirk I, Cousins healthy leads them to the playoffs. They lost their last four of the season yeah. because they didn't have a quarterback that could make a play or a throw. But the question would be, let's just let's just take this to its logical conclusion. What sure. happens yeah. if indeed Kirk Cousins winds up in Atlanta and Bill's the head coach and you get to your first Tuesday? He's working. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is working. <laughs> Although I don't know. That's I, his day. I think that, you know, Bill Belichick, that would come up during free agency. My sense is that he would give the guy a little space. But Kirk Cousins not working on Tuesdays, uh, I wanted, I really want to know how much he stays away. He, I think it sounds good. He's with his family on Tuesday. Maybe so. Uh, Haven't you watched the quarterback? Show? I did see that. It, it changed my opinion of Kirk Cousins a little it bit. It stunned me, frankly. When you look at though the possibility of him in Atlanta, all teams uh, like the Falcons want to try to do in this league that has parity all over all over the place. You want to win the division. The Buccaneers right now are the team to beat in that division. You get Kirk Cousins, you pair him with Kyle Pitts, and you've got Bijan Robinson in the backfield. Goodness sakes. Now you've got an offense that can score some points. They've got a defense that they like. They were in first place for much of the season. Arthur Smith just was the guy that had to go, apparently. You had Belichick and Kirk Cousins to that mix. You could get Falcons, fan, Falcons fans excited. Listen, they got, they got a great running back, right? Yeah. And uh, the tight end's real good. I mean, there's things that they – they have that would be interesting. Kirk Cousins um, being asked about going there. Interesting. Not sure where I am with that uh, possibility because I'm with you. I don't. I think if you're uh, the Vikings, how do you get better if you don't bring the guy? Well, what back? are they doing? What are they doing in the division? Are they I, going to? They got the 11th pick. Are they rebuilding? Are they reloading? Are they st- treading water? Because they're in the same division as the Bears. They're looking at the Packers and the Lions at the top. Now, the, the Vikings, are they further away from the top than the Bears? If you add Kirk Cousins to the mix, the answer is no, because they know what he can deliver. They know what they were without him. I don't know if they're planning to draft a quarterback. Likely, they're at 11. They could move up, maybe make a deal with the Vikings, and you move back at 9. Give them a chance to draft a guy like Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or who would be the quarterback in that range? J.J. McCarthy. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the Vikings taking J.J. McCarthy at 11 to identify him as a quarterback of the future? And so you spend the next decade watching J.J. McCarthy do big things in Minnesota? (laughs) LaGrange Park would go nuts. Dustin wouldn't like that. Uh, I'd be happy for him, but... If you're the Vikings at 11, that's got to be, you know, this isn't Minneapolis Sports Talk Radio, but if I'm thinking future at the quarterback position and you're drafting 11th, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm Jason McCarthy, kid from Grange Park, Illinois, that's just trying to be the best he could possibly be every day. <laughs> um, this is very interesting information. Dustin, you put this here. Um this is about the betting splits for the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. I think it's really interesting. Now, again, you got to look at the, the numbers here. But 73% of the bets and um, 61% of the money that is being bet on the uh, 
on the Texas Texans at Ravens game uh, is on the Texans. Now they're getting nine points. So obviously, but people, again, 73% of the bets and 61% of the money believes the Texans are going to cover the nine. Is that a lot of money? I mean, that's kind of wild, right? Don't you believe that the that Baltimore's supposed to be able to handle the Texans here? Pretty easily. Yeah. By virtue of the nine points. Yeah. 60, 67% of the bets, 57% of the money is taking the nine and a half with the Packers at uh, San Francisco. Now, again, that's a lot of points. You know, you're, you're almost at 10 points. How about this one? 57% of the, the bets, 71% of the money is on the Lions minus six and a half. Again, that means people think they're going to win by more than a touchdown, basically, against uh, visiting Tampa. That because of the cold? Uh, might be. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah. That was no, the lady so, asked yeah. about it. And the guy, and Todd Bowles, like, well, it's in a dome. And here's another good one. 61% of the bets, 69% of the money is uh, on the Bills minus two and a half. So I, I don't know that I thought that would be different. And I don't know how much Bills Mafia is betting on that game. But that's that's a lot of, of percentage of dough being bet on the Bills basically to, to beat Kansas City by three. I'm shocked by that last one. Yeah. That's a, I'm absolutely one. shocked by that last one. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. Wonder what Joe thinks. Yeah, we're going to bring in our guy, Joe Fortenbaugh, and we will talk to him about this. Um, I got a buddy who loves the Bills in that game, and nonetheless, that's some, that's some points now, and, uh, and we'll see. We'll see what Joe thinks about it. It's Mully and Hall on the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, our guy Joe Fortenbaugh is, is all over the place, and he's been on fire, and he joins us now on the score hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Joseph, good morning. How are you? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. Divisional round right around the corner. Uh, finally. The wife finally ordered the ice scraper for the car that I've so desperately needed the last three weeks. Uh, so I am able to get out of my house in less than 20 minutes each morning. It's going great in the Northeast. Going great. How about the shovel and the snowblower? You got them I, it, going too? Look, what's wrong with you? Why you got to bring that up as well? All right? <laughs> like, like, let's, let's just one at a time get the damn car out of the garage. Get it. She gets the garage spot, so I'm outside. It's a whole thing. I've been driving around like an idiot without one of these scrapers. It's been 13 years since I've been on the East Coast. So, like, the, I come out from work. The car's iced over. I'm out there. I'm in, like, Gucci loafers, a three-piece suit. I'm using my arm to try to, like, break the ice with my elbow. It's it's a ridiculous, ridiculous thing to see. Yeah, you know, it's bad here. It's freezing cold, and you get to a point where, you know, you got to be careful how you dress because 
when you get in the car, it's freezing. When you get going, you're overheated. Then you get here and you don't want to wear all your stuff. So you leave some of it in the car. And then that gets cold. It, it, you never know how to handle the winter, Joe. I don't I'm care. I'm changing how long all day. In. I'm yes. changing outfits all day. I, I got an outfit I wear in and I do radio in it. But sometimes I have a hit before that. So I change into a suit. But it's only the top half of the bodies in the suit because that's all they see on TV. Then you transition back to the radio attire. Then it's into the suit. But then it's the end of the evening, and I want to get home. So what am I going to do? I'm going to change again? No. I'm going to walk outside in the suit, but now it's snowy and there's salt <laughs> everywhere. It's a, it's a, the whole thing's a disaster. So, it's, it's, you can win all the bets you want. I'm, not, I'm losing in life, so what does it matter? <laughs> You're not losing in life, Joe, because you were just celebrated for your gambling acumen out in Vegas with our buddies at Circus Sports. How was that trip, and what did you win exactly? Well, so here's how that works out, and it's a great question. Uh, I've been in those contests in Vegas as long as I've been coming on with you guys, more than 10 years, and I've been chasing a cash forever. Circa's Millions Contest has been around for, this was the fifth installment. 5,300 people are in the contest, but it only pays the top 100, and we needed a 4 and one run on week 18 to slip in. So we finished 77th. So cashing in this thing, it's a point of pride for me. And I reached out to him and I said, look, I know you only do the big checks for like the top 10. Can I pay for a big check? I want to come out there. I want to do the whole ceremony. They're like, yeah, no problem. Derek Stevens, you guys know him. Great guy out there. So we do the big check. Problem is the 77th place finish only pays 1900 bucks. So you chop it three ways because I was in it with two other guys. So you've got that. Then you've got the entry fee. Then you've got the flight out, the hotel, the Ubers, the meals. I'm, I'm deep in the red on that trip, deep in the red. <laughs> and, then, and then you got this giant check you can't cash. Right. That was the funny part because we get the check, and the other two guys live in Vegas, and the one looks at me and he goes, look, if it's, if it's okay with you guys, I'd really like to keep this in my house. And I look at him I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with it? I can't fly that thing across the country. You can keep it. Give me another two grand. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, Joe. We got four games this weekend. Um, they look the, – the point spreads are, are pretty big for a couple of these games. Any chance at an upset? And, uh, and, and which of the four is your favorite? Okay, so here's what we'll do. If you're going to start with upsets, I'll give you the two dog situations I like because I got a total and I got some props for you. The dogs I'm playing are Tampa Bay and Kansas City. So here's what I'm going to do with Tampa Bay. It's six and a half right now. I'm just waiting. I'm, I'll play it at six and a half for a little bit, but I'm waiting to see if I can get the seven. If the seven pops, it's going to be quick because that's where the buyback is going to be. I think Detroit's a little overrated here, all right? Huge crowd noise last week. Everyone all fired up. Sean McVay blew that game. Way too conservative. Bad decision-making. McVay is an excellent X's and O's coach. He's a great culture guy. He's fantastic at what he does. He does struggle with game management decisions, and we saw that in this game. The Lion offense went ice cold in the second half of that matchup. So I think they're a little overvalued. Now, here comes Tampa Bay. They're going to be able to throw the ball in this game. And when their defense has been healthy this season, which hasn't been for a lot of games, but they will be healthy in this one, they've played quality defense. I think they can keep it tight. I'm going to go ahead and play Tampa Bay. Waiting for the seven, but I play six and a half for less. Two player props in that game. Mayfield over 255 and a half passing yards. Chris Godwin, Bucks wide receiver, over 59 and a half receiving yards. Again, Detroit has a really good run defense. Tampa's not going to be able to run the ball. 
Detroit's pass defense stinks, Tampa's going to have to throw it all over them. And if I'm wrong on the spread, then that means Tampa Bay's throwing for four quarters in this game trying to play catch-up, so garbage time numbers are in play here. So those are the three plays in the Tampa game. Now I'm going to play Kansas City plus the three against Buffalo for a variety of reasons, one of which I married in the Bills Mafia, and God forbid the Chiefs beat the Bills again. I can't deal with that in my household. All right, I just can't have it happen again. This girl has been devastated thanks to Patrick Mahomes and this idiot Chief team for so long. It's killing me. So I'm going to quietly make a bet on the Chiefs so that if for some reason heartbreak occurs, at least I got some money out of that deal, right? It's going to be easier to tolerate. Now, that doesn't work for everyone in Chicago because you didn't all marry Bills fans. So here's the other angle. It's all about the rest in this game, okay? Kansas City's got eight days to get ready for this game, and on top of that, they rested their starters in Week 18. They're very fresh. Meanwhile, here's the Bills. They've been playing playoff games for like six weeks now. They're going, you know what, to the wall, and they only get six days to get ready for this game because of the postponement in the wild card game against the Steelers. So I'm playing the Chiefs plus the three in that matchup, Tampa plus six and a half, Mayfield over 255 and a half passing yards, Godwin over 59 and a half receiving yards. How about the other two games? Baltimore in the first half is the best play there. It's minus five and a half. Houston is overvalued coming into this game. We've seen him in two standalone games the last two weeks, right? We saw him in the big game against Indianapolis and then last week against the Browns. All right, number one, both those games were indoors, fast track, no weather issues. Number two, both those defenses are average to below. Now, some will say, no, 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 the Browns defense is good. No, they're not. Not on the road, not late in the season, and they were dealing with a lot of injuries. And that indie defense was average. This is not the same scenario. Baltimore's got one of the best defenses in the league. There's going to be some weather in this game. The Ravens are rested. I like the Ravens to jump all over Houston in this one. Houston's not a good running team to begin with. It's going to be difficult to run against Baltimore. And they got two top wide receivers in Tank Dell and Noah Brown out for this game. I think it's a struggle. Uh, it's minus 150. You can bet C.J. Stroud to throw an interception in this game. I think that happens as well. But Ravens in the first half, minus the five and a half. You want to play him for the game. I don't see anything wrong with that. Just remember the back door is open. The Ravens have a, have a nasty habit of kind of going to sleep in the fourth quarter of the last few years. So I think the first half is the stronger play. In the Niners-Packers game, I don't have anything on the side right now. I lean to the Niners at nine and a half. I know everyone's excited about the Packers, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners came out and just put it on them. What I'm going to do is play the over. It's 50 and a half. The Packers offense the second half of the season has been simply incredible, and the Niner pass defense is the weak spot of that team. Now, conversely, the Green Bay defense just played 89 snaps against Dallas last week, now they got to turn around outdoors and deal with this Kyle Shanahan offense that can hit you from a multitude of angles. So I think the Niners are going to have no problem putting a big number up, and I think that Packard offense has been much better second half of the season. They're going to put a number up. Let's go over 50 and a half. Hmm. I got to think that uh, Chiefs extra two days through. That's a great point, Joe. Really appreciate your time. The marriage point is the the marriage point is the real point. You, you guys know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. Here. Oh yeah, I can't deal with it. I was the last time this happened a few years ago in that shootout in Arrowhead, the overtime game that everyone was complaining yeah. about. She was devastated, and I was with my friend from Chicago, the big Puma. We were at the win, drinking up a storm, living it up. And when she found out what we were up to and she was with her parents watching that game, she, she wanted to cut me. 
She was so upset. She wanted to cut me. So I got. I have got to get something out of this game. I got to get something. I either got to make some money or she's got to be happy. But I can't bet Buffalo because if I lose both, it's going to be an absolute disaster of a Sunday night. Your life tips are as good as your gambling advice, Joe. Imagine being me, man. Like, you just wake up in the morning and it is just a – you are just – a, it's, it's like a game of Grand Theft Auto trying to get to the end of the day. I'm dodging everything. I'm sidestepping mines. All, I'm trying to turn a profit, all while just trying to get to sleep. That's all I want to do. People think, oh, he's in Vegas. He likes to live the dream. He's out partying. No, I just want to go to bed. Why is that so hard? <laughs> Great stuff, Joe. Uh, Joe, you're the best, buddy. I hope, I hope you both win. I don't know how that would happen, but uh, I'm for it. Bills by one. Bills win the game by one. We win both. <laughs> Have a great weekend. That's the dream. Love you, boys. Love you, Chicago. Best of luck this weekend. Oh, that is our guy. That's Joe Fortenbaugh. That is hysterical. That is funny. Win by one. That's win by, that'd be good for him. Good for everybody. And as you heard from Joe, this is NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. It's here. You can listen to every game free with the Odyssey app. Tune into the score tomorrow when the Ravens host the Texas coverage Begins at 3, then on Sunday, it's a doubleheader. Bucks at Lions, followed by the big one, Chiefs at Bills. Sunday's doubleheader coverage begins at 1.30 on the score. Take the NFL playoffs wherever you go with 6.70 the score and the free Odyssey app. And today is Friday the 19th of January, so this is it. Are you a local business owner or employee? How would you like to have your commercial air during Super Bowl 58, right here on The Score. Who wouldn't want that? This is the chance. We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business, where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on The Score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood One. This is the last day to register. Log on to 670thescore.com backslash contest to enter now and learn all the details. Today is it. This is the last day to enter. A free 30-second commercial on the Super Bowl? Let's go. Jump on it. Do it right now. You're listening to Molly and Haw on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.